Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Retro Encounter. As always, I'm Josh Curry. With me is Chris Gabauer. Hello! Alana Hags. Hey there! And for the first time, Stephanie Sibidla. Hi! Yay! <clears throat> Ooh! That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked a good episode to start on, Stephanie, because this marks the one-year anniversary of Retro Encounter. Yay. Oh, wow. Oh. Happy anniversary. Time definitely flies when you're having fun. Yeah, or something. This is also the 15th <laughs> game we've covered, which is kind of weird. I know it doesn't match up with a year, but crazy number of things. Um, but we are here to talk about a very exciting game that we've danced around for many episodes, and that is Legend of Zelda. And this time, we'll be talking about Majora's Mask. Let's put our masks on and try to solve some side quests. Yay, fetch quests. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's playing this on 3DS, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I think keep, that I keep, goes I keep without saying. I'm going to turn on the N64 version and see, especially if they didn't have that little uh, upgrade for the system, how choppy this game was. Oh, was it really? Yeah. yeah. The frame rate was really, really rough if you didn't have the, uh, whatever that, that thing was. The, the bit expansion upgrade. pack? Yeah, thank you, that's what I'm looking for. That's the turn. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that the system needed that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just for Late the truth, it games. wasn't as good as the other system that was out at the time. Oh, the N64 was lovely. You do get a few of the benefits, though, playing the N64 version over the 3DS. I'm pretty sure we'll have some good uh, changes, or, yeah, good chat about that. Yeah, so this, yeah. Is, this is my first time through, um, and it it's kind of a slightly overwhelming game, because there's just a lot going on, and then you add in the time structure, and it just makes it slightly stressful. Um, and so just kind of structurally to make sure I was getting through it, I was looking at uh, IGN's walkthrough. Um, mm-hmm. And just yeah. kind of as a just like a time like record of like it, it does a great job showing that like it has a little breakout box like this is different for the 3ds um and so i i very quickly stopped using the guide but i always kept the page up and i would look for those boxes because it was really fascinating to see what they changed and they it seemed like they streamlined a lot of the game mechanics to make it so it wasn't as annoying yep yeah, I actually did. really like that about the hd versions of this game is you know they did take out a lot of the kind of smaller irritating nuances it just kind of yeah. made playthroughs a bit annoying. Yeah. I mean, it, it, even in Ocarina of Time, they, they changed the water temple, right? Yeah. It's like whatever yeah, people really hated or really got annoyed by, they were like, tweak, tweak, tweak. Have fun. It's prettier now. They it's tweaked the Wind Waker to be like twice as fast uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. know, in terms of sailing, so that was also a good change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the water temple's still really annoying on the 3DS, though. Just not as annoying. I'm one of those people who loves that temple. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I really hate it. <laughs> it's just slow, I think. But, yeah. The boot mechanic was just stupid, but I guess that's that's a different game. Yeah, it's yeah, it true. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was annoying. But different. It was different. And that made it fun. Yeah. yeah. Right? Why not? Why not? An unprecedented water temple for the first time in the series, anyway. It wasn't like, you know, you drown in the deep water kind of thing. Yeah. So, Josh, this is all this all makes sense to you, because you play every Zelda game. Yeah, because there's water in temples, and there's a fire temple, and 
There's a wind temple. And Is it a grass, wind. grass or nature related uh-huh. one? A sandy uh, temple? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go with stone, but that seemed a little too crazy for him. A dark um, temple? Yeah, yeah, of course, because you Maybe always complimented have to, by light. You always have to fight a dark link, right? Not always. Always. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, well, we should probably cover that. Cause I think, I mean, I'm I know I'm the, like the only one that barely has any experience with the series, but I think to, f- in some ways, to fully appreciate Majora's Mask, you need to have at least experienced Ocarina of Time. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it makes a huge difference. If you've been able to play that one first, because and I'm trying, I'm just trying to piece together Zelda history really quickly. That was uh, Majora's Mask was the first kind of sequel as well, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Where you can clearly see characters from the previous game, because yeah. Uh, so thanks, guys, for picking a game that I would have zero <laughs> history with, on top of not <laughs> usually liking the series. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. We're looking out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, there, I mean, there's obviously touch points that I just I will not understand. And we were talking about it before the podcast, and you're naming things of so and so was in the game of this and did this, and I was like, I have no idea. Um, but I don't think it's crucial to the experience. Um, I, I think if you came in somehow and had zero understanding of who Zelda was and her relationship with Link. Maybe you'd be a little confused because they have like the flashback with the ocarina when you first get it, and that would seem super throwaway. Um, but beyond that, I, I haven't felt terribly lost about kind of like the logistics of where he is and what he's doing. Which I like, though. You know, like uh, it's great when the Zelda game actually deviates from the you know kind of center plot of you know the, the yes. boy and the villain. You know, and kind of complicates it up. I mean, uh, I, like Link's Awakening was also. Yeah. Thank you for saying it. I was getting there. <laughs> oh, you just made me so happy. Well, like I just got. I really, really hope the NX or the Wii U, the new Wii U Zelda, you know, does the same because it'd be great to get away from that. It has been great to get away from that anytime they do do it. Yeah, and usually they're both the uh, both Link's Awakening and this were more experiments than like complete Zelda projects where it's like let's try something different and see what happens. And, like, and okay. it worked. And it worked really well. <laughs> it did, but it didn't. I mean it. I think there's kind of revisionist history on how good Majora's Mask is. I, I mean, I remember back at the time, like, I had to argue with all my friends about how, like, Metal Gear Solid was a better game than Ocarina of Time. And I remember just, like, going to school and being so happy that Majora's Mask had come out because all of my friends hated it. And I, I feel like that was, like, the general view on the game back in the day. And then all of a sudden we just, like crossed a point and everybody was like oh yeah i love majora's mask and i was like i don't remember you saying that ever before no no but the zelda series is a funny history like that where you know it starts out everybody hates it then everybody kind of revises their opinion on it and starts loving it <laughs> i'm waiting for that with skyward sword oh uh, I know. <laughs> don't know that's coming <laughs> a combo breaker right there <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even played that game. I just, uh, I, I just feel like that that's not going to happen. No, I, I think it's safe to say that's not going to happen. But again, that we were talking about having a deviation from the typical type of Zelda that, that seemed to not do that. And I, I think a lot of times there's just an initial knee-jerk reaction of this is not my Zelda game. Why'd you do this to me? 
and that kind of overwhelms them realizing that it's, it's actually a legitimately good game. Sounds like a weird campaign slogan. This is not my Zelda. Hashtag. <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> um, so- there's that, like, uh, issues with, like, a female Link or whatever. You know, that sounds like the uh, hashtag they'll use. This is not my Zelda. Linkle? Oh. Linkle, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I really just hope the next Link is a girl. Good God. I don't see that happening. I don't either. But it would actually make the series interesting again. Yeah. No, it would be interesting yeah. if you just played a Zelda the whole time. Or that. Agreed. Yeah, For that. some reason, Link is stuck as a Deku boy or whatever that little tree boy thing is. And he's stuck, yeah. surrounded by a lake, and she has to go save him. Yeah, he's just trapped because he can't swim. He can only bounce five times for some stupid reason. (laughs) Damn it, I can't train for the sixth one. I just can't reach it. And they do cutaways as cutscenes of just him bouncing across the water and having to go back. And mourning the fact that he can't go farther. Yeah. No! And then Zelda goes on a completely different adventure that saves the world and then happens to, on her way back, come across this lake and saves him. (laughs) <laughs> I really put him in the periphery there. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Somehow you. he gets the credit, though. Oh, of course. That's <laughs> yeah, how it always is. is. Be honest. But then he's yeah. going to rewind and be a little boy, and nobody's going to remember it anyways. <laughs> yeah, true. It was all a dream, 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 dream. <laughs> but let's actually dig into Majora's Mask now that we talk. I guess that's our history <laughs> with the series, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... so- Everybody's already played Majora's Mask. I'm just going to make sure that everybody else has done that, right? Yep. Yeah? Chris? You mean, like, played it through to the end, or just played it? Either or either. Okay, yes, I've played it as in now, but I've never actually beaten this game. Yeah, never beaten it, but played it. I've beaten it. We're we're, we're good. You're good Ooh. old friends with Majora's Mask. Good old friends, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've had side chats. Super good. So, yeah, it... It's hard for you guys to kind of be put in the shoes of, hey, this is overwhelming, but... I So I personally, I hate time limits in games. Like, give me a escort mission, a follow mission, or a mission <laughs> with a time mechanic, and I am, like, immediately pissed off. Um, the only nice thing is I knew going into it the time mechanic existed. Um, but then, so you were prepared. Yeah, the, the first three days, though, are stressful because of that and on top of that um you i already knew i knew about it ahead of time so i was okay with this regard but well it doesn't save you for the first three days but at least when you get the ocarina you have the slow time mechanic Mm -hmm. Um, that's helpful i think the game's unplayable if you don't know that that's one thing that's always bugged me yeah and a stupid Uh, little tree dancing treat is the one that tells you it's like It'd be so it easy really to miss like, that. Stupid dancing tree. It's a scarecrow. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> stupid dancing scarecrow. Fine. Um, but like, I I had already plugged that in because I I don't remember. This is back when it came out on the 3ds originally. I remember the giant bomb guys talking about it. And that's when it was mentioned. And out of everything that stuck out in my head, thankfully. Um, but it wasn't until I had reverse time because I was screwing around in the uh, clock town. And just mm-hmm. doing, like, finding all the masks and doing all the heart pieces and whatnot. And so it, w- it wasn't until I was ready to leave that I finally heard about that. I was like, I've gone through, like, four cycles at this point. That would have 
I would have been really pissed off if I had been trying to do this this whole time without slowdown mechanic. Oh. It's probably really key for like the later dungeons too, where you know you'll be finishing it on the third day. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, that whole thing feels really shoehorned, and I wish they kind of made that a bit more of a plot element instead of a scarecrow or a tree man teaching it to you. Stupid yeah, with every kid being like, "Hey, Stupid. you should go talk to that thing in the observatory that dances." I think it'll be useful for you. <laughs> hands, hands. Thanks, children. That, that's how all... No. So, I only play Zelda games up to the first two, three hours. <laughs> so, that seems like always my experience, though, is, like, the dialogue is terrible, and it's... They make sure to bold and color words so you know that you're supposed to do it. And then yeah. everybody repeats it, and then as soon as you take a step away, a fairy pops out and reminds you that you're supposed to do it. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go put some gold in a bank or something. And you walk two more steps, and the fairy pops out and is like, yo, you should go talk to this tree thing. I don't want to talk to the tree thing. Um, but that, like, I think that's one of the main reasons I've never really gotten farther in a Zelda game is the first couple hours are always just, they're painful for me. Yeah. Specifically the N64 Zeldas. Well, <sighs> Ocarina of Time is a little different. That was I didn't own a 64 because I had a, a good system that had fun games on it. Um, <sighs> so I only played Ocarina when I was at friends' houses. And, yeah, same. But, oh. but I played the hell out of it when I was at friends' houses. I always played the first boss, and I found something better to do. You always beat the that spider every that spider, time. I can, oh, I have that spider unlocked. Like that's super yeah. easy. Wow, it's kind of sad that yeah, I went through the same thing. And then one day I sat down and was like, I'm gonna beat more of this game. Let's well, play. I tried to be like, hey, let's let's play Ocarina for the podcast. We're like, no, no, that sounds terrible. So I put on like a throwaway <laughs> vote of Ma- uh, Majora's Mask because no other Zelda game had ever gotten a vote, and immediately it wins. I'm like, oh, that that sounds about right. It's unique. Um, and it definitely is unique. Um, once you, I think once you get past those first three days, I think something that kind of struck all of us when we were talking beforehand was all the side quests, all the tracking of them. Like When you get that notebook specifically, the combination of the ocarina and the notebook kind of opens oh, the game so up. so much better. Yeah. makes it enjoyable. And it lets you, if you're not actually just being able to sit down and play this game and only this game... It allows you to take time away, come back, and go, okay, what do I need to do? All right, that's right. I spoke to that person, and that's that gives me the ability to, you know, pursue that that mask. Or, oh, the, there's this old woman that I couldn't help as a Deku scrub. Maybe I can help her when I'm human. Okay, what time of day was that? <laughs> I can't imagine not – I mean, was the journal part of the N64? Was it that in-depth, or is that a new thing for the 3DS? Steph. I don't know. I barely played on the N64. So yeah, that's. I, I feel like this the 3DS version just made it so much easier for all of us just to a play and b. Being yeah. honest, I actually didn't use it that much. I was. Pr- I had a pretty good like mental calendar in my head of what to do. Good for you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Expert. Yeah, I, I actually haven't thus far. The question was I went through them, so I didn't really have to keep referencing back. Cool. I haven't found it super helpful to have it thus far, because usually I go and do something because I've talked to people or I remember it, and then I'm done with the quest, and that's when my journal pops out and be like, you completed this. I'm like, all right, well, 
Thanks for tracking that. Yeah, same here. If like the quests went on like the entire game long, then that'd be different. But since it's more of like a three day mechanic where it's like yeah. you can get it done in one shot, then I was like, ah. Eh. But it's good to have. It's still have good to have that reference and timeline and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I still used yeah. it, but you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure, not sure. nearly as much as I've heard some people give it credit for. And I think you bring up a really good point, Chris. Is uh, if you were taking breaks, I think it'd be much more beneficial. Yes. But since we have to kind of go through this at a decent clip, you're. Well, I was playing this last night, or I was playing this a couple hours ago. If you're forgetting at that point, it's kind of more sad on you than. Oh yeah. Games part. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the uh, at the same time, I it's good for the schedule, but for the actual quest, I find it kind of annoying. Like uh, the big Deku guy that has a flower in Clockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh, go yeah. th- you go through and you feel like you complete the quest because you go and get the tier, you bring it back, you get the deed. You're like, all right, well we'll that's it. that's completed, right? <laughs> And I know it's the jargon of a lot of players, but I love how painfully slow that cutscene is every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I think right, it's the trying scrub. to play up on him being just that kind of character. Uh, <laughs> I, I, they did shorten it in the uh, in the 3DS version, I recall, yeah. but yeah, they always made it very slow. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is one thing I will say that as much as the the three day cycle has can be annoying and it and it surely is frustrating to keep going back and forth for you know a lot of people for these quests. It does familiarize you with this whole cast in the town, and mm-hmm. you do learn their personalities <laughs> very quickly and it, with a lot of detail because you're like, okay, this person likes this, this person's crazy in that way, and it it is there's a lot more charm in, ter- in the actual cast of characters within the town than in a lot of Zelda games. The Zelda series is really good for that. I mean, you know, I'm hard-pressed to really think uh, how the lack of very unique NPCs, because I think most of the time they're all very unique NPCs in the game. There's no, like, doubles, really. Sure, but I don't find that you have to be that involved with most of them. Yeah. That, unless for very specific quest moments, like, you don't need to do a lot of the helping around town. That's just available to you for masks and other stuff. You should do it, but you don't have to do everything. Which is a plus. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like yeah. a lot of times RPGs get so bogged down in, hey, the world's going to end, but go do this, this, and this. And I was like, well, that's not actually important. <laughs> um, yeah. And th- this kind of embraces that there is this other stuff going on. You could go and do it. It will possibly kind of help you out. But if you Final wanted... Final Fantasy VII has a meteorite in the sky while you're trying to get <laughs> best weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This one, at least, the threat is always constant and always there and always kind of the end, like there at the end. Yep. Always aggressive. It's like the most aggressive-looking yeah. moon ever. Screen oh, shakes when it scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Why is it so mad? What did I do? Because he wants to eat the world. He's not even eating it. He's just slamming right into it. He just wants to, to kiss it. He just wants to kiss kiss people. Burl right in there. Yeah, just get right there. That's what he's trying to do. It's all about <laughs> love. That's what this is. Yeah, so the... The game kind of becomes just just repetition of replaying these same three days, um, which I, I first found really refreshing. That I went very quickly into this is annoying because I had to redo something a couple times, um, oh. but then it kind of like switched in my head that it it almost reminds me of a roguelike, um, where okay. like kind of like Body of Isaac, um, where you're still going through those same levels, you're still going through that same progression but you're streamlining each time. And then if you happen to finish something, then it kind of like sheds off. And so it's nice because there's that persistence level, I guess. Persistence level almost more like Rogue Legacy in that regard. Um, 
And I don't know, like, that little switch mm-hmm. in my mind of thinking of it more of, like, a roguelike than an adventure game made it so that repetition was much more enjoyable to me. Uh, and I, I, it's not something you typically think of as, like, a Zelda kind of term to attach to it, but it really struck me as a, a, a New Age roguelike. Nothing? Yes. Nobody agrees? No, I mean, with the... With the... <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has the feel of having to go through it again and again and again. I just, there isn't, uh, I don't know, just in terms of a roguelike, I don't feel like it's it's hard to, to to compare it because you're not having to start completely from square one. There's much more, I guess it's more of like a rogue legacy. That's what I'm that saying, sense. like a, a new yeah. age roguelike. Yeah. I think okay. in the last couple uh, of years, yeah. they kind of switched to, they understand that players get frustrated if they have to redo everything. Um, and so there is a level of persistence, persistence that you're able to attain. You can put your money in the bank. Yeah, and get saved. I know that. If you fully complete something, you get a mask, you get whatever. Like a, and then that's a permanent thing. Yeah. Right, you keep the sure. most important things, you know, and right. you got your knowledge for the next time around. Right. Um, and you can bank. Knowledge so, yeah. is power. <laughs> knowledge is power. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but at the same time, so during that transition towards... Uh, thinking of it as a roguelike, and that point that I was a little frustrated, uh, I know we've talked about uh, Breath of Fire Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter on this podcast before, mm-hmm. um, and that's the same process as you keep repeating things over and over again, um, but you have a much greater permanence of gain levels, and so you always feel like you're able to go farther because there's not that time constraint. And so I, I was kind of warring for a little bit of which style I preferred. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I like the idea of leveling up. I like the idea of I'm moving farther each time, not because I understand it better, but because I'm actually more powerful. In a lot of regards, you don't get more powerful in Majora's Mask. You just get more knowledgeable. And going back to our new coined phrase, knowledge is power. So that's really what makes <laughs> you stronger than actually being legitimately stronger as a character. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely a great new take on the you know whole Zelda formula. Again, you know it's an experiment, and I think it really worked out very well. Um, from what I remember, it was also partially inspired inspired by real life, where they were given a strict deadline to work on the game. Um, yeah, and oh. so they, they came up with that three <laughs> D mechanic. Yeah, so you know a lot of the reused assets just kind of became inspired by you know just this whole deadline that they were working within. So and the it, you moon know. in that case is their crappy boss. <laughs> maybe yeah maybe there's some metaphor going on there the ultimatum well, didn't they say the happy mask salesman looks like uh, Miyamoto really oh. <laughs> yeah that's, that's really that's made it even creepier it is yeah, eyes. you know big wide grin you know and kind of shut eyes and you know rubbing his hands together kind of thing it's just yeah the way they, <laughs> they edited that first interaction with him is awesome and weird yeah. and fantastic and how it just cuts to him in random poses yes yeah <laughs> for oh, no so reason you're like well how do you get there how do you get in that position they don't really ever show him moving yeah he's just kind of like even when it's not even changing you know the the angle of the scene it's just him moving from one pose to an you know strictly to another one the next frame it's like a stroke light yeah it's yeah, yeah he's a very unsettling character i think he's the greatest thing one of the greatest things in the series for sure just it's so weird. Mask no, it's boy. totally, it's totally tingle. Mask boy. Oh. I really, I really enjoy the crazy little guy floating around and doing <laughs> crazy stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, Tingle, Tingle's weird. And that's I think at all times, I'm at least going to say this from Majora's Mask, I don't feel like this in so much regards to, with other Zelda games, but I think Majora's Mask specifically oozes charm. Mm-hmm. I find the setting, I find the masks, I find the moon, as creepy as it is. There's just a lot of little pieces that are very, very charming. And it's funny because they, they rip a lot of the assets from Ocarina of Time, but I never got that same charming feel from Ocarina. It's a very yeah. uh, sad atmosphere, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you 100%. Like, people are just going about their day-to-day lives, stuck in whatever... Their ground, I mean, in this Groundhog's Day variant of just like whatever's been bothering them or what's going to happen, and then you look up at yeah. the sky, and it's like, oh, it's closer. they got their problems it's and they got coming. the moon in the sky. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta help people. You gotta get everyone's problems done before time runs out. Yeah, so, so just the kind of atmosphere it paints from the very beginning, you know, just you know, there's problems in the sky, there's problems, you know, in their day to day lives. Um, you know, there's death, this twisted element and theme to the game. It's just not a happy game, and it's great no. that you're kind of kind of make do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I do have to say, I mean, well, maybe this is getting into what we should be talking about at the end. But there's this awesome fan theory that the whole the whole game is at, like after the point where Link falls down the tree. It's the whole rest of the game is his death, and he has to save everything and has to fix everything in this town before he can finally actually die. It's like his version of Limbo. And I've always, I've always oh. dug that for this game. I've always dug that for this game. I know it's a weird to be like, and it's all a dream, Josh. I hate that. But just like recently, like I everybody's do. been like super like Harry Potter's seven years at Hogwarts was all like him in a coma after he ran headfirst into a brick wall at like. The train station. I'm like, oh, really? What, what are you guys doing? Like, just leave it alone. Let, I know. let him go on a small adventure with crazy mess. <laughs> but the reason why I do, I'm not saying it's it's what I totally believe, but what I like about that theory is, per Steph's point, there's something weirdly oppressive just ever present in this game. It's not just the time limit and the moon. It's just everything feels slightly off. You know, when you put on the Deku mask, Link isn't happy. It sounds like he's, tra- you know, that having this horrible painful. werewolf every mask, yeah. every mask sounds like he's in pain. And that's yeah. that's really creepy. And you have to put them on again and again and again. And it feels like you're torturing this kid if you don't skip little cutscene. And the- like not to not to spoil like a future item, but like a the mirror shield in this game too, right? It yeah. doesn't have that same kind of crest on it like it did in Ocarina of Time, but it's got a just a really kind of creepy face on it. Yeah. Everything's oh, yeah, just off in this game. You know, and it's facing you for the whole rest of the game while you have yeah. this creepy ma- creepy uh, mirror shield on your back. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the best way to scare you is by, like, subtly hinting at things, which Majora's Mask does sky, really well. <laughs> yeah, that's the most obvious thing about it, but the moon is, like, not even the worst thing about it. Like you said, the Mask Man is, and Skull Kid's strange yeah, was, as well. It's bizarre. I don't know what the backstory. If there's if they if the game goes into more backstory for that kid, I'm excited. Cause I want to know where he came from. Why why are you? Who the No no the uh, the skull kid. Oh. Outside of the fact that he's picked on and sad and lonely, I hope I I hope they they give me a little bit more. Doesn't have to be a lot. I just want to know where that kid came from. 
what part of the world did he crawl out of? Pardon? The Lost Woods. Yeah, but... That's that's all you need to know. Is that it? (laughs) That's all all Zelda will give you. It will not give you you the origin of the origin. Even Skyward Sword didn't answer everything. I mean, I don't need need everything. Yeah, right. Gotta write my own thing. Yep. Fan fiction unite. (laughs) So, the darkness of the world, I kind of viewed it as comparable to Alice and going through the looking glass. Yeah. So it's Alice a, is right? Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bastardization of his world. Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes it weird. Yeah. For sure. And for people, if you're coming off of, like we said, Ocarina, it's all these reused assets, but just right. slightly different. And that's, that makes it even worse. Is like I, We've talked about this for sure on the, the, uh, the podcast before. Like What makes horror is taking what is known mm-hmm. and, and making it twisted or terrible and that's kind of plays up the dark element of this is you're taking something that is absolutely known because everybody that loves zelda loves well i can't say that but for the most part everybody loves ocarina and everybody played it probably dozens of times or at least a couple times going into majora's mask and then they took what was so familiar to those individuals and they're twisting it and Mm -hmm. you're taking those dark mechanics and it's it's making even extra oppressive because you took something that was so loved and I think it's great that they didn't actually, you know, reuse any of the, you know, kind of backstories of the Ocarina of Time characters. It's completely fresh. Yeah. You know, no connection. They they did their best to just kind of leave Ocarina where it was. Which was which was weird for me the first time picking this up because I would look at like you said reused assets. We're going back to it, but you see people that I think, oh, you're from that town. You know, you're from Kokiri Village or something like that, and then you speak to someone, and clearly it's totally different. Yeah, the most obvious is the witch sisters. Like, oh, the fact sure. that you've had to fight them in Ocarina of Time, and then you talk to them, and they're completely... Yeah. They don't, kind of like they the don't know. Nice. The Zelda yeah. yeah. Just kind of dependent on each other. Kindly but, old women. Yeah, and it's nice that it's, like, dependent... It's got things from Ocarina of Time, but it's entirely dependent on itself as well, so... It's its and, own flavor of Zelda. And it has every mini game you could ever think of. Oh, all the shooting <laughs> games, all of them. Every <laughs> single one. Yep. And the racing ones. Like, how many racing ones? There must be like four, maybe. I don't know. I haven't. There's a gore <laughs> one, definitely. I'm I, probably I exaggerating. want to hate those stupid beavers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a Canadian, yeah, it hurts as... me to say that sentence. <laughs> Oh god! It's like my some kid. war crime she's committed. How dare you? Are you gonna be exiled now? At my door. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you need to leave. Yeah, this is not this okay. Is <laughs> <laughs> put shame upon the beaver population. But uh, like that uh, talking about the Goron racing oh, was fantastic. I was gonna say that the Goron racing I did actually. Not hate, but I was surprised about the Deku racing one when I when you get out of the temple and they're like, "Oh, we got a prize for you. Just got to fall, you know, talk to the butler." It's like, "Okay, I'll talk to him." I was like, "Why is he running away from me?" I guess I should follow him. And then after a few minutes, of, uh, not a few minutes, a few seconds, of figuring out what's going on, being like, "Why do I have to chase you? I just helped yeah, you." It's not a race. That's just an obnoxious way. Hey, come with me. And I know. Get stuck. Like, come on. It's like, come I don't need the hook shot again. That that whole bit with the butler though was really sad though. 
Yeah, and then he tells you about his kid, and you're like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of weird hint drop, just a weird thing to kind of say in thin air. Right. When, you know? It's like, oh. You've got to remind me of my child. <sighs> Thanks, mister. Do you Hope remember, you like, at the beginning of the kind of, uh, you know, kind of weird passageway sequence, though, you actually do run into a, a sort of Deku tree. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there, and it looks said. sad. Again, it just looks like it's in pain, uh, and it's not moving. And you know, you kind of connect the two. You know, do you connect the two? Do you remember? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, yeah. oh, that's. I actually, I didn't even think that that would directly be the same person, but like, it, of course, it very much could be. And I like it when video games don't really spell it to you like that, though. So you are a Dark Souls fan. Oh, I guess I should play Dark Souls more. <laughs> oh, I should play Dark Souls. I know, Stop, I... Josh. Stop. <laughs> Everyone play, the play what makes you happy. <laughs> but Dark Souls will not make you happy. That I can promise you. Shut, you shut your mouth. That's what you do. Are you going <laughs> to readily admit, on the record, that you are g- generally happy while playing Dark Souls? For yes. sure, during your first time that you ever played it. Uh, Yeah, I actually was fascinated by everything when I played Demon's Souls for the first time. I oh, thought the, it was it. awesome. And to me, those games are just giant. Everything is a puzzle in the weirdest of ways. Every encounter. And you got to figure it out. And even if it's about cheesing the system, it's yeah. remarkable. But I've also played now every single one of them and tried to 100% them because I'm a little obsessed. So I know oh, so, this is a complete tangent, but I think that's <laughs> yep. part of the problem now with all the Souls games and like the Bloodborne, like in a lot of ways, the evangelists of the series, you can't have a conversation with them if you haven't experienced the game before. Because there's just totally. a disconnect because it's like, all right, well, yeah, sure, this seems like easy for it's you true. or explained yeah. or like that they actually tried to make good combat in a game, but you can't even have a conversation with them because they've been doing it now for a decade almost. For a while. Like. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's wholly its own thing. And it if, if it clicks... It's it's just there's nothing like it and it's its own drug. It, but it took a while. I mean, I remember, yeah, you, like you said, separate conversation. But it is it is hard to adjust to that world of combat. But goddamn, do I love it? Of bad controls. Sure, I can see that for some people. <laughs> I, I really can. It can be janky as hell, but I do I do love it. Janky and slow. Back to Majora's Mask. Uh, <laughs> Tangents. Yep, that's uh, that's Retro Connor. Um, so we we kind of talked about the first three days. Uh, why don't we jump into the temples? Okay. Yeah. I like it. They are yeah, pretty the- cool dungeons. Yeah, the temples are really. I think the highlight of Zelda games, I really like the temple designs. I really like the bosses. Like, um, I, like they're quite different in Ocar- in Majora's Mask, sorry. Um, they're, like, the second boss, Goat, yeah. is quite famous for being one of the best bosses oh, in Zelda. And I really liked it, because it's not like you're trying to slash it with a sword and, like, oh, look, there's its weak point. Yes, you have to expose the weak point, but you're rolling around as a Goron, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I'm going to hit the I thing. and then do. Like, just but, yeah. for the repeats? Yeah, for the repeat bonuses? Oh, yeah. There's a few side quests that you need, like, the perfect Goron Mountain weather, so... That's right. Yeah, but, so yeah. made it a fun one. 
Yeah, but the temples are really good. I like the temples in Zelda games. And I think um, Snowhead and Woodfall Temple are both quite good. I like them. They're not overly frustrating. I like the way they implement the new mechanics that you get. So you have to use the Lens of Truth and the Goron Mask, for example, for Snowhead. But they like test your abilities on those items. And I really like that. I think they're worth... Like most games should try and do that. It's like the best way to learn how to use them is to use them. Yeah, to force you to actually figure out a way to make them work with your surroundings. It's also kind of just crazy to me how well, just how much more puzzle focused all these dungeons seem to me than having action. I mean, yeah, you have certain rooms where you have to kill creatures, but it feels so much more creative from a, like you said, figuring out how these new elements you've gotten get you through room to room and get you through the, the boss. Uh, I I do have to say I love these dungeons. Just mm-hmm. They're just fun to go through and figure out how to make everything work. Yeah. Um, I got I got three, you know, three of my big take-home points was uh, I really appreciate Majora's Mask's, uh, you know, the fine line that it straddles between the length and difficulty of the dungeons because they obviously yeah. have to keep in mind the three-day mechanic, which could not have been easy. Um, I do like the hints that they also have in Zelda games, but also Majora's Mask for tools. Um, you know, like you'll see, not even an in-game example, but um, like just like a trail of snow going into the wall. It's like, oh, I got to use the lens of truth there. Mm-hmm. Just they, they, they're really good at uh, kind of hinting things out. Uh, that and I really like how they do this in a few Zelda dungeons, but a lot of the ones in this game do it very well, was when the whole kind of dungeon comes together. Like you finally hit a switch and it's like a shortcut to the, to the main entrance. Yep. And yeah, kind of all very of good. So those were my three big things for you know Majora's Mask's dungeons. I think they're very good, even despite the fact there's only four, and despite the fact that you know, uh, you know they play such a both big and small parts of the game. I think they're very well done. No, and to, and to both of your points about the the time limit, I mean they had to craft these pretty flawlessly for a speed run. Yeah. Of just doing one sitting. <laughs> and they work. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And it's and they work brilliantly, and it and while you do sometimes get that feel of oh my god I'm going to run out of time, mm-hmm. even with a few mistakes it you, it always feels like there's enough. Like even if you have setbacks, yeah. it doesn't. I I never had that feeling with these two temples where I would really need to start over. That's true. And yeah. Go back to the beginning. It always felt like there was even at, my, at the worried, worst just it. enough. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's pretty excellent design. Yeah, it, it yeah. quickly transitions from once you have the slowdown the time mechanic, it transitions from stressful to it just kind of like dangles over you. Yeah, foreboding of just yeah. constant. It's, yeah, it's very comparable to the moon. Um, that it's just it's sitting up there and you're always aware of it, but you always feel like you're okay, just just enough okay, or you can just yeah. achieve it in time. Um, so it does. It could very easily be a mechanic that just is infuriating. That's kind of sad about the game too, though. Like this game is literally built on your failures, basically. That you couldn't save the the world this time around. <laughs> yeah. So do it again. <laughs> Try yeah. it again. Maybe oh, next bro. time. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think there's somebody who actually counts it or something, isn't there? Or at the end of the game, they tell you how many times you have to reset. Oh really? Really? I like uh, that. Yeah. Wow. Eric was it tells you how many times that you played the song a time. So, yeah, you know, everything got... Oh, I almost cussed right there. Everything got effed up. <laughs> yeah. 
So I had to try and save it again. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the psyche of the child that has to do go through this again and again and again? <laughs> well, and talking to someone being like, hey, it's a great day two days before the festival. It's been like this for a year. Well, this this poor just, Link. You've been an adult in Ocarina of Time in yeah. a child's body. I know, right? Kind of... <laughs> this Link's life sucks. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't mince words on this. He, he did all of Ocarina of and like no credit like went back to being a boy like has this huge thing with zelda she doesn't know who he is and then he falls into this crappy crappy world that has a moon that's going to destroy everything how he's not just a child having a cigarette at the end of the day is just beyond me see there see there's the the game where zelda saves the world is link finally snaps <laughs> Because of all the pressure down. of saving everybody repeatedly. Oh, and he's the he's the final the boss. She job, has to put him you. down. That would be amazing. All I wanted was a thank you. Just acknowledge me. <laughs> Stop hey, calling Jake. me a little boy. Seriously, it becomes this big teenage angst film. <laughs> it's an emo link. You gotta That's why put I down don't emo like Agonist. I want to. I want to hear some like you know some rebuttals to everything that's happening from that. What, what you're saying that height, height, ah, isn't enough to give you full <laughs> the depth of a character and the plumbing of his mind. He's locked up in a room. You just hear the link noises. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> oh, he's excited again. That's what that is, I think. Or it's he's a good jumping. day for him. Not sure. Yeah, it's a yeah. good day. Just put the food under that little tray slot. Stephanie, you brought up uh, kind of hints of just like contextual hints, but beyond that, they also have, and I think this is unique for the 3DS version, they have that little creepy doorway oh, that you yeah. can go in and just be like, here's where you need to go. Here's literally I a like video it. of what you need to do. It's good. Uh, you know, there's a few times I used it just for, like, I don't know, I just didn't want to look it up or, you know, I just didn't really feel like kind of playing around. Um, I was in school when I played it too, you know, the first time. So I, like, I just didn't have the time. So I, I kind of really like when they uh, implement that. It's you don't have to use it. For sure. And returning Good for the new people. Returning to what Chris you said at the very beginning about how the notebook's kind of there if you take a couple days off. I actually mm-hmm. think that that little weird room is even more helpful. Oh, it's it's, it's super useful. Because it's literally like, go here and the game will start up for you again. No, but I like how it's still kind of, uh, it's kind of like you're drunk where it doesn't give you the full, you know, timeline of what to do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just the bits and pieces that, that matter. Like, and then there was, there was a kid on a roof. I gotta get to that roof. Oh, God. Yeah. I like how it kind of just pieces together the main parts of the story without giving it all away. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, I did like how they changed up some of the... Well, okay, some of them are good. Uh, they did change up some of the bosses between the Nintendo 64 version and the 3DS version. Really? Yeah, they did. The first... Yeah, the first one. Um, the first one with Aloda... A, a oh, I forgot his name. Um, uh, yeah, I love that name, and I love the sound effects he makes. I just want to say that. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> good. Um, anyways, yeah, they actually changed his battle from I think pretty generic hack and slash to like a full Deku flower battle. Really, that was a change because I love that battle. It took uh, I didn't realize some of the tricks right away, but that is awesome if they change. Wow, cool. What was your impression then from the sixty? You're playing the sixty four? Well, no, 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 I'm not. I, I I've never played the sixty four. That's why I'm so. I, I think that's awesome because 
to me, I'm just going in at it first time, and I'm, I've been trying to ask friends who played the N64 version, you know, what the differences were. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking about the, the reminder stone and all the rest of it, it's interesting to me that, you know, some people that, some of my friends have said what's weird going through on 3DS is the original game forced you to be so much more aware because there wasn't as much of a hint system. Which is yeah. why certain people are so uh, zealous about this game in terms of how much they love it. Because if you beat it, you had to be invested. Because you had to pay yeah. so much more attention. So if you got all the way through, you knew everything. Because yeah. there was nothing there to help you figure it out. Whereas now there is, there are those systems in place to kind of ease that obsession quality when you game. say it like that, I'm a bit more torn on the kind of helping hand, uh, you know, bit then. Totally. That's why it, I was asking earlier. Really good honestly. to have run both ways then. Yeah. And so I, I've used it a couple times because, unfortunately, I've had a few days off in between playing. But I've tried to avoid the hints. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is it is, it is is a it is very easy to be like, oh, well, I, mean, I just want to speed this up and walk in and figure it out. But I, I don't want to do that. That was just more a question of time limit and being ready for today. So it's, it's a weird thing. At, but I do like that they changed, especially if it's boss fights, because the one thing that you need in Zelda are good dungeons and good boss fights. And that, you know, in any game can excuse many other issues. So if they change stuff, that's fantastic. If you're going on that, then I think this game definitely exceeds because it's got the good dungeons, the pretty good boss fights, and oh, yeah. just stellar side quest, you know, for- format. It does. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's just a crazy game. And, and like we've said, the best way possible. People nod when they say it's their favorite Zelda, Zelda game for that. I'm just like, you know what? Sure. Yeah, it's actually yeah, very, very good. I understand that. It's It's also, it's different. It's special. But it has everything you love from the series in terms of the core tenets of what you expect. Yeah. Right, Josh? I, I'd agree that it's <laughs> becoming my favorite Zelda game. Um, wow. Oh, wow. It's not hard. It so it doesn't hate it as much. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> as a caveat to that, I, I've almost beaten Phantom Hourglass, and then I'm like, I've played like halfway through Spirit Tracks, and I've played the first three hours of Ocarina. So. There, there's not a lot to compare to. And previous to this, I would have said Phantom Hourglass was actually my favorite game. Um, oh, okay. Oh. Which, mm. it was a fantastic game except for that tower. That tower is mm. garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, I thought it was a fantastic game. And then you move into Spirit Tracks that fix the dungeon and then ruins the rest of the game, which is unfortunate. Um, but... So it is. It's not a high bar. It's not like, hey, well, you didn't really like any of the other games. This is not your new favorite. Um, but I, I, I can see, I can see the direction it's going, and I, I, I see a lot of qualities that I like in it, um, which is a huge change from the first couple hours. I didn't, or not even really the first couple hours. Those first three days specifically that you play. They're I, pretty. Brutal. I hated the game. Yeah, it, it's 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 not the most fun at the beginning. But I will say. To, what you, uh, to exactly what you just said, Josh, kind of like with the last game, Nier, uh, that I was on with Alana, it, it's got that... It, this game is chock full of the... Well, I see what they're doing, and even if it doesn't work 100%, it's awesome that they're trying, and I love it for it. Like, even if I get annoyed by certain elements, I'm so glad they took that risk, or I'm so yeah. glad they tried to do this weird thing in this corner of the map. Yeah, and it's off the cuff as well, so it's yeah. not following standards. Yeah. yeah, of course. It, it, uh, 
I so this is an outsider to the Zelda series. Nier, you bring up Nier, and Nier, I, I get why you draw that comparison, but Nier legitimately tried new, new, like really oh, new like things out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's so. Somebody that doesn't play Zelda games, it doesn't seem extremely out there. I understand what you're where you're going with that for the series. It is for the series. It is. Um, and so one part of Nier literally spoofed uh, the Zelda series, which I thought was funny. No. What? Which moment? What are you talking about? When, when you go to that uh, that temple with the mask people, right? Oh he yeah. Throws oh. up his mask like Link does in the series. Yeah, it makes the same noise, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it actually has like a whole. Kind of well, now you say it. I think when I was playing through Near, I kind of felt like I was. I'm like Josh. I'm like an outsider to the series. I've played probably three games, completed one of them, and. Yeah, I found that Nier was quite close to Zelda in terms of gameplay, like more hack and slash kind of, but like the adventure and the quest system and the kind of go back and forth, do things. There's always this sense of forbidding, the strange atmosphere. They're quite similar in that sense. But yeah, Nier does do a lot more out there stuff. Well, than Majora's Mask. A bunch of genres, like uh, the whole Haunted Mansion thing looked like a Resident Evil game, even yep. with the kind of fixed perspective, the Diablo sequence. like. Yeah. It was such a weird game. You you absolutely nailed it with that that mask moment in the air. You're right. That was a Zelda thing. I think we even talked about that. We forgot. (laughs) That was was like two months ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was. Dusting off my shoulders now. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Um, actually, if I could go back for a bit, um, like, did you, did you guys? I, I'm definitely a very artsy fartsy person, so I'm always looking at this kind of stuff. But did you guys also like the kind of chase introduction at the beginning, the kind of mysterious woods? You know, just a cool setup for a game. Yeah, and you you know something's bad is about to happen the it's second familiar, he's slowly but it's still plopping through those woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it already even just song there's going. no real music. There's those few seconds of silence where you just hear the opponents clopping and you just know something's about to turn. And I like that because how popular Ocarina of Time is, you know, you see this very familiar start, you know, and you get your hero, you get the, the horse, and then it just kind of throws you right, you know, down into the looking glass kind of thing, you know, and just yeah. into something completely foreign and completely strange and nothing unex- and nothing expected. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I'd played this when I was younger because I think the oh snap moment of being turned into the scrub would have messed with me so much. <laughs> yeah. Especially for how long you have to be that scrub. They really on. play with the visuals on that too. You know, I like that kind of trippy sequence where you're kind of, you know, getting oh. stuck at the Deku, Deku yep. scrub. And you're just kind of getting again, the horror of it. of just yeah. <laughs> malformed. Oh God. <laughs> I would have, I, I know if I'd see, if I'd played this as a kid, I'd be like, what happened? What? What's going on? <laughs> Why am I a woodman? I want him to just be linked. And he looks so sad about it, too. He sounds sad. He looks sad. It's just a, you know, just again, it starts painting the precedence of the game very early. Yeah, trying to communicate and people just, like, smile at him like, you're cute. I guess I'll talk to you. And he's like, I can't use words. And And little do they know that even if he's a little boy, he still can't use words. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I also like that, you know, you, you start the game as you, but then you meet, you know, the the very mysterious, uh, you know, uh, skull kid with the mysterious mask. And, you know, not one fairy, but this guy's got two, two. fairies. 
Like what? What is happening here? Everything. What did he? What did he do to deserve the second fairy? Yeah, and then you find out how they met. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think the game does this wonderful job of parsing out its story, and it's and it doesn't like get bogged down by the cinematics. Yeah. yeah. I would actually go the direction I would have liked more cinematics. Um, really? Yeah, because I, I agree with Stephanie. Like the beginning is so striking, um, and I. I feel like since he can't interact verbally, I like I use those cutscenes almost to get a better idea of how he is feeling in the moment. And Wind Waker did that really well then. Agreed. Sure. Agreed. Wind Waker yeah. tends to be a bit more reactive to whatever the hell is going on. Oh, that game. <laughs> I, I love that game. <laughs> First breath, he said. <laughs> no, no, I love that game. That's that's that and Link's Awakening are, are the two that I I really really love. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that the reason why we're allowed that cutscene at the beginning is really just because of that time limit, and we don't have it yet. You know, we haven't been introduced so to those 72 hours. And so I I feel like once we know we have a limited amount of time, cutscenes become frustrating. And I, again, it's because of that little voice in the back of your head that's like, you've only got a day left. You've only got a day left. When there's a giant pause with a huge cutscene, it unfortunately breaks that. Oh, that so- dynamic of just... I'm supposed to be rushing. I can't just take, you know, two minutes to just watch this right now. We have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. I actually really like that. We we were talking about uh, Breath of Fire, Dragon Quarter, and Majora's Mask, and now they both have a kind of similar counting down or, you know, counting down mechanic. And there's always that one point where you start the game with no nothing there. It's just a blank spot in the in where there would be a timer. Then when you get into the world or in Dragon's Quarter, when you, you know, get the dragon gene or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's there, but it's not active yet. Right. You know, so yeah, in that case, you're still inside of the when you meet the happy mask salesman, the, the kind of counter is there, but there's nothing on it. Then when you finally get into the world, you know, then it finally starts. starts. Yeah. 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 I think it's just kind of an interesting way to kind of slowly paint your involvement into the world. Speaking of moments that we really like, I know it's super stupid, but one of my favorite parts <laughs> is when you get to the end of a day and your screen yeah. slowly gets smaller. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. And I, I know it's such like a, it's almost a throwaway mechanic, but it, it, it builds that tension. It also, like the first time it freaked me out because I didn't even notice, like I didn't notice yep. it the first couple days. Yeah. It's like, what the no, heck I... happened in the screen? Yeah. Or, or how about the shake when the moon, every time it inches closer and the screen yeah. goes On the nuts. Day. Yeah. yeah. The whole screen getting smaller thing though. I love how it's timed with the bell, the bell in the main town in Termina. Mm-hmm. You know, Whoa. so like, it's like a literal uh, visual for time literally slipping away. Yeah. Yep. So good. I also just love the for who the bell tolls kind of mentality of just like, and (laughs) you are this much closer to the inevitability. It treats it very seriously. It's not very video game. You can still die from it, you know. It's just dark screen, 36 hours remain. (laughs) You're it out. (laughs) So I haven't tested this out, but I'm hoping one of you knows. So you get to the end of the time. And there's the countdown for like the five or six minutes. I can't remember what it is. Um, what happens if you don't do the song of time? You haven't seen it. I I oh. always do the song of time, and I don't see it then. I know. Does yeah. it kill you? Even though you know nothing will happen in real life, it still kills you to think what would happen. Yeah. So if you got countdown. I always, as soon as it starts, I usually everything wrapped up. So I'm like, all right, well, song of time, boom. Um, YouTube it. It actually does show everything get destroyed. Yeah. It, there's a game over. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
I figured there had to Gosh, be. Gosh, like you can't do that. I just wasn't willing to test it. Because if <laughs> if I was a game designer, and this is super super screwed up, I would erase your save. <laughs> oh, love it. oh, that would oh, that'd be weird. That would be oh, evil. That'd be evil. Love it. That'd be it's so evil, but it'd be so amazing. And the, the, like, I was like, if I designed it, this is what I would do. And I was like, no, not willing to test this. Given that I'm, I'm not taking that chance. Yeah, no, but given how easy it is to whip out the ocarina and just, you know, get it done, I think that's actually a cool idea. It'd be an excellent punishment. It'd be completely your fault. <laughs> yeah. But imagine the one person who's at the end of the game and doesn't know that that's part of it. And they're like, no, no, I'm so close to beating him. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try, I'm gonna try. And then they have to start all over again. It'd be beautiful. The letters they will write to you, Josh. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would write a very angry letter. <laughs> you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have tested it out. You know? it's, it's your fault. You, yep. you knew, knew that oh, the world would end. You, you the knew world, the stakes. Your, world ended. You your just save you ended. You just let everybody die? That's terrible of you. <laughs> it's like, you I, did nearly, like... I did nearly get to the moon crashing down. I just freaked out. Because I, I, did, <laughs> I did Snowhead, and then I had about five hours to go on the in-game clock and I think it's nearly like every half minute the bell goes and I'm yeah. just sort of like I can't do this, I can't do this like, like, time, time. like the sky is red you know, the sky is red, the bell is going the music, the music changes changes into that, that every... very scary tune yeah, there's me running around as a Goron with this powder keg like, it's gonna come down, it's gonna come down like <laughs> Oh, that was so freaky. But I think I might check it out, definitely. Like, if I save it beforehand and then just fast-forward time yeah. and be like, okay, bye, Termina. See, saving wouldn't matter. It'd still be gone. This time it does. You didn't design this game. <laughs> you know, actually, that's a good point, because we were talking about the first three days earlier and how they're very frustrating, which they are. But that co first confrontation with Skull Kid at the top of the t clock tower is awesome. Because yeah, you have yeah. the numbers in huge, you know, in full bold of how little time is left. And you get the ocarina back, and then maybe if you, you feel bold, you're like, I'm going to try doing the bubble thing again. And it does nothing. Like, what do I do? <laughs> there's that one. Uh -huh. I mean, thankfully, uh, just because there's a history with this game, I knew that you had to, you know, play the song and all the rest of it. But there's that little part of me that was just dying a tiny bit. Like, you're helpless. <sighs> this is, you, this kid can't do anything to save the world. Like, they just... do that a lot, though. Uh, they kind of paint the Deku scrub as very helpless. You know, nobody really pays attention to him. You know, they just kind of, oh, hey, it's a, yeah, yeah, shoo, shoo. You know, adorable just... little thing, but that's it. He's you just can't, there. Just, you look like a child, you know. Yeah. Can't even join the bombers because he's a tree. Yeah, can't leave town because you don't have a sword. Because that means you're an adult, people. Yeah, I love Carry that. a sword. Yeah, he's finally trying to leave. Sword. And he's like, no, you can't leave. You're a boy. It's... And I went at nighttime. He's like, it's scary out there. I'm like... Okay. And I go to turn away and I was like, wait, 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 you got a sword. Go ahead. I'm like, I'm still like 10. Like, why are you letting me leave? You're a no, terrible no, no. guardsman. You have a sword. That means you're an adult. <laughs> yep. No yeah, question of where your parents are. Turn, yeah, a certain age. <laughs> nope. Not at all. It's like a tiny sword as well. <laughs> it's a butter no. knife. It's not the size of your sword. It's what you do with it. True. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep, that's Retro that Encounter. 
Do you guys have anything uh, major you guys want to talk about, or are we going to really end on the size of your sword? I don't... <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, the masks. Um... Thank <laughs> you, Stephanie. Oh, you're the best. How many masks did everyone get so far? As soon as I could get them, I went and got them. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. I have all of them in Clock Town or whatever. I think that I'm that you can get at the beginning. Um, I don't know. The bunny hat hood. The bunny hood is the best thing ever. Every game should have a bunny hood of its very own. <laughs> yeah, well, there's so much fun in Smash Bros, so it's nice to actually play it, not a uh, Majora's Mask, and be like... One. And so Majora's Mask does not just become Zelda Link rolling around in a field, it becomes Link is running around with a bunny hood. And occasionally rolling. So cute! <laughs> Our hero! <laughs> I think I've missed one of the masks. I've got the frog mask, that was the last one I got, but then there's one between the Mask of Truth and the frog's mask that I didn't get. I like the one where you can lead around chickens while playing a flute and turn them into... <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get the bunny hood isn't it i think it is yeah that was just a yeah. good, good amount of fun right there i kind of started like bopping my head with the tune and the... you know just kind of... <laughs> i was very the cuckoos are like puff up into giant ones and i'm just like whoa hang on <laughs> um the dancer's mask i always thought was really cool and creepy at the same time just it looks weird and the function is weird and the, this the scene for it is actually kind of you know mysterious in a way tell you what those dancing sisters are really strange but the, so is the naked dancing man like ah, i love that it's strange though it's makes yeah it <laughs> if definitely. it was normal i would be disappointed <laughs> yeah i enjoy and that there is a bomb mask that that... On, face to, on your face what it's the bust of the dancer that you wear on your face it's kind of weird yeah <laughs> I enjoy the bomb mask because I like the idea that you're consciously wearing something that you're going to blow up. And it's, it's going to hurt you? your face. Yeah. It's like the, the one worst I've... idea ever. Yeah, that's the mask I've missed, I think. And then, I like the that. weird visuals of the mask, and Josh is just like, I like wearing a bomb on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like the idea that they wanted you to search for somebody that's missing, and they realized that Link doesn't know how to talk, so we're going to do literally the guy's <laughs> face so we can explain to whoever he's talking to that this is who he's looking for. This is what we need for, instead of, mil you know, uh, kids, you know, the, the pictures of a missing kid on milk, you know, just get a mask of the kid. Have you seen this child? Just send them out to everybody, have them wear them. Yeah. <laughs> that would work. That would um, hey, be... uh, The all-night mask looks really cool. It's just like, just that big, giant... Uh, like a giant kind of patchy black mask with big eyes. Yeah. They all look really cool. I really, you know what, I would love, you know, I know the Zelda series doesn't like reusing its mechanics, but I love another Majora's Mask mask thing. Wait, they don't like reusing mechanics? There isn't a hookshot in every game? Or well, no, 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 I mean like the Ocarina. I mean, not every Zelda game is the I know. same. I'm being, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being mean, and I'm also goading Dirk. Josh <laughs> along. Yeah, that's my job. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to tread on anyone's toes. Uh, yeah, I actually I haven't gotten a lot of the masks yet, so I, I'm kind of digging just hearing everyone talk about them. Yeah, that, that was. I've only got like four. I, I have to agree. That's like, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole game is the masks. So I'm yeah. going out of my way trying to collect everyone. 
I even love some of the throwaway, throwaway ones. Like, literally, one of them is a mask used to get another mask, another better mask, just to get a heart piece, you know? It's not big, but I'm just glad it's a fun new way to play each time. Yeah. I'm pro-mask. 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 <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And one thing I like is there's not really a big you know, concurrent plot throughout the game. It's just the side quest. You know, there can't really be a big plot besides the overarching one. You know, so it's not really, you know, your traditional kind of fetch quest, your traditional kind of storyline where you got to go meet a king here, go meet a person there. You know, it kind of really changes up the entire pace of the game. Yeah, and the way that you find out about things is by talking to the characters. So the best way to piece out Termina is by talking to them. So it's yeah. nice. It's a nice big jigsaw. Yeah, and the side quests are each very unique and just kind of fun to kind of follow along. Yeah. What is everybody's uh, that, favorite side quest? Uh, my least favorite side quest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally not the question, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, the stupid Deku playground that you have to win oh. every day and it gets more obnoxious each time. I never got that heart piece and I promise you I never will. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that, actually. I hate it. That game is not... Mm. Care, never gonna do it. Just a heart piece. Go away. Uh, I do like the one where you're uh, you could play as a Goron. You have to weave your way through a maze, and the chick is totally flirting with you. The receptionist, the human receptionist, <laughs> wants to get get her rocks off with a rock man. Oh no! I, I just picture things, and it's very painful. <laughs> I'm so happy we went there. I had to. It's been on my mind. <laughs> Like, this has been bothering me for quite some time. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, so when you hit up Snowhead, um, they kind of spell, the, they kind of paint the picture a bit better. They don't really d- discuss it much when you're becoming a Deku, but when you go to Snowhead and you find out the great warrior Damu Daru, <laughs> uh, you find out cool. that he died and he died recently, and you're taking on his mask. That's kind of his physical form, I guess. Right. I love and that. And it gives you facial hair. <gasps> it does. And sideburns. And sideburns. <laughs> I love that you go around and talk to the Gorons and like, pretty sure you're dead, but okay. They're happy to have you back. And I just yeah, think I it's just really like, cool and not much more tragic that you're just kind of walking around as a dead guy with his face on, basically. It's like the, the moon's coming down. There's a lot more that could happen. It's so sad and tragic and kind of cool. It's different. Yeah. You know, not many games have you parade around as the, you know, dead, the dead hero. The dead warriors of old. Yeah. Or, you know, the butler's son. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. That's a good call. There's the, again, it goes back to the idea that almost all these masks are intrinsically linked to oh, a... Link. I hate you. Oh, my God. My hate, my hate will never be stronger than this moment, Josh. <laughs> May you may you remember this always. You'll but it's always it. it's always connected oh, oh. to something se- oh, something <laughs> like seemingly it. dark. It's connected. Oh, God, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm being a snide child, but God damn it, Josh. <laughs> God damn it. I'll be over in this corner. Just you guys. Whoa. Or oh I will. I, or I will horrify an animal apparently you should like open the doors to hell and this hellhound just <laughs> jumped out like you didn't need to let out that much hate <laughs> wow. uh who's puppy 
Those are mine. <laughs> they, they, did, they didn't like you making fun of me. I guess not. Very protective. They're, they're pro pun, so <laughs> they're now anti Chris. <laughs> Never travel to Josh. Thank you. Poppies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, all masks, dark things, not happy thoughts. That's where I was going. It's Don't all linked it. together. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but it is. But it is. Uh, but yeah. So so far, like, do we have a sort of overarching opinion for the first half? I like it. I like it a lot. Did one of you, sorry, play it the first? Like, this is your first time into it? Yes, yeah, me for this game. Yeah, so I'm definitely curious what you think. Like, I think a bunch of us have experience with it, so I don't know if our opinion counts as much. Wow, I really like it's harsh. Well, yeah, well, Josh, I mean, you don't count. I like fresh take. I'm this sorry. is a fresh Josh, take for me. No, it's good. It's a, yeah, but Josh, you hate everything, so hate no everything. one cares. No one cares. That Uncharted 4, though, is really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, but that's different. Uh, I will say Majora's Mask is... Like we were talking before about our experience with the series, I really love that it's, it does so much different. To me, that makes it act probably a lot better than if I had only played Ocarina and then this. I would probably be a lot more annoyed with Majora's Mask, but for someone who, and I think this with a lot of major franchises, Nintendo franchises especially, <laughs> I want them to do thi- I want them to take more risks, and that's not just put them in another world, just actually create a new mechanic to how the game functions. And I love that about this game. I love that I have to find masks and that they, that each one affects how I play the game. Even if I never need to put them on, I can. And then whole new either you know, side events or conversations with characters, just even if it's a couple words of dialogue, like every mask you wear, if you speak to the happy mask salesman, he has something different to say. Yeah. Random. Yeah. And it's not always that in depth and it rarely is, but it's kind of cool to be like, oh, it's, it's there's always something to discover in this game. Oh. And yeah. that that it's a very little kind of almost childish glee thing of like, tee hee, I found this too. But it's fantastic. <laughs> it makes it actually fun. And, uh, and, it, and instead of going through the same, I got to get out eight dungeons, really it's three dungeons and then another five that will open up after the first three. I love that every the formula is, is, is broken in a lot of ways with this game. It makes it a lot better for just kind of like what we're talking about with all the pain and death and gloom in the game. Um, yeah. I, I do also love that, you know, the, every time you put on a transformation mask, it hurts. Yeah, again. It seems yeah. to just physically affect them every time. Just is vicious. Link is the tragic hero. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, much. He, 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 suffers, he suffers for his art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things I definitely remember about the game, because I hated it, surprisingly less than the time mechanic, was this version of Wizro. Oh, really? You fight him, I think, in... Uh, he's like the mid-boss in Snowhead. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, and I just found him the biggest pain in the ass on the planet. Just the teleporting and running around. Just I hate that kind of stuff on bosses. Oh. Yeah, and that it... But I guess in a weird way, I'm just kind of used to that with this series of like... Oh. Right. Then they pop yeah. up behind you. Right. Are you used to Wallmasters too? Because I still hate those. Oh, I, I mean, used oh. to. That's a, that's a loose term i guess i tolerate them because i know they're gonna be there <laughs> which one almost you don't know enough time it's like hey there's something the, in the room it's like, oh, wall okay. masters are the obnoxious hands that oh I'm and grab de- you. yeah and then 
bring you def- to another part of a dungeon. You go, thanks so much. Often enough. Why? Yeah, yeah definitely not used to. Hasn't been fun for the last 25 years. Yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> and again, yeah, Wallmasters are, oh god, they're the worst. And they're creepy. And like, creepy. Yeah, they, they just scare you, man. That scares me. It's like the yeah. hand in the toilet in the town. It's like, that's just weird. That's the best side quest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, why is that there? So weird. It makes what, no what sense. And you went to all this work there. to get a deed, like, and then you're going to just hand it away so somebody can be in the toilet? And why is he in the toilet? Why isn't he, like, stuck on the toilet? Like, he's literally <laughs> inside the toilet. It I makes need no paper. sense. I'm like, I'm like, I guess in the worst case scenario, if I had nothing to wipe my bum with, I mean, sure, yeah, give me a piece of paper. <laughs> why is this a side quest? She's being nice. You stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I love that. Like, that was like, Basically, your first side quest is to get this deed so you can be in a flower. And, like, you go through all of this, and, like, the culmination of that originally is like, well, all right, well, I'm going to hand away this deed. Oh, I like uh, Anju's mom inside of that, inside of the hotel. Her face is just kind of weirdly crooked. Yeah. How does your face grow into that shape, man? I don't know how you get that nose. I don't know how (laughs) that nose just becomes a thing in your life. Like, what it do you do? Sad. A lot of people uh, are really harsh to Twilight Princess and, you know, some of the Zelda games for having really ugly NPCs, but I don't know. I think it's kind of better than just your generic-looking, good-looking NPCs. Definitely. Where, like, everyone's just kind of the same frame. You get this a lot in Final Fantasies, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that it, it it's a... In Majora's Mask, it's also very different mo- character model to character model. Like, the mother that we're talking about, I think, is really weird and grotesque but in a great way but then yeah. you have again the builders from that were the same models from ocarina and they look it, kind of the generic and really contrasts nicely with uh andrew's pleasantness you know yeah yeah <laughs> their dinner smile and all the rest of it and you get cafe's parents who both look weird in different ways like the old man just looks like a ghost and the you know the mother just looks is just this kind of very large and imposing woman yeah. I, don't know. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a really, you know, visually inspired game, and, and yep. the characters in the Definitely. NPCs are much better just for being unique and weird looking, you know, as opposed to just your generic, you know, uh, you know, two types of NPCs. Yeah, yeah. It, it loses charm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I think to to answer your question, overall, I think all of us are excited to keep going forward with it. Um, yeah kind of gotten through that beginning part of like the slog through the intro and now we're kind of the meat of the game with the, the puzzles which universally is always considered the best so I, I'm, as the first time through I'm really excited to see what else they have going forward with all the, the dungeons and oh, Can we play uh, just at the end here you know, edit in the, uh, the Astral Observatory song? I always like that one Somebody can do that, whoever That's what <laughs> yeah. like We're now talking you, if you can do that. Mike. Mike, if you can hear us. Hey, Mike. <laughs> All the listeners were confused. Yeah. Like I'm talking to an omnipotent person, you know, looking up in the sky. Do it, Mike. He is our voice of God. <laughs> he can hear us. We can't hear him. Exactly. <laughs> Best way. But yeah, um, no, it's been a great game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So is it fun now. going through again for the I guess the second or third time now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there I'm you just go. curious. <laughs> yes. No, but, yeah. Okay, there you go. But no, just in the 
there are plenty of games that I love the first time through, and then going through every element again becomes just incredibly tedious. But that's why I was curious if it's still, you know, a shit ton of fun or if it's just kind of like an eh. Kind of feels good to actually go in there even more seasoned, you know, because you you're a champion of the Groundhog Day loop. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so you already know all the shortcuts. That's the cool thing about Majora's Mask that you learn, and as you learn, you get better. Like we were saying, it's yeah. the nicest thing about it. It's a great success. Yeah, like a kind of you know succeeding a game in succession. Yeah, I think the best games, the things that I like about them, are when you learn the tricks and then you reapply the tricks. And then you're like, oh, this game's really good. Look at me, I've learned all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You become the master of time and space within this world. Yep. Yeah. Hero of time. Doing it right. So that's going to do it for us here. Um, We would love to hear you guys' opinions. This obviously Zelda brings out wonderful emotions in most people, so we'd love for you guys to go on the boards, sound off there, or send us an email at retro at rpgfan.com. Um, in the meantime, please go on to whatever you're listening, using to listen to the podcast and give us a review, a really good rating that helps us out tremendously. Um, and yeah, in the, I guess, get excited for our next podcast about uh, Zelda. I, we have a Persona 4 podcast coming up soon. Um, nice. June we're going to be playing Xenogears. We have tons of other side special content Yay. coming your guys' way, so... It's going to be an exciting time for Retro. Now that we're done with our first year, I think we all have an understanding of how to do this, and hopefully everything just kind of gets better from here. We finally figured it out, people. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so much harder than just putting on like, a headset and talking. Definitely. Weirdly. Excited. Yeah. Absolutely. But thank you for listening, and I uh, look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Woo! Bye! Bye! Bye.